0: Please turn with me to Hebrews chapter 2, reading from verse 9. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honour because he suffered death so that by the grace of God, he may taste death for everyone. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the assembly, I will sing your praises. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here am I and the children God has given me. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. This is God's word.
1: Thanks, Lavina. Well, 26th of January is a date which continues to lead to passionate debate. Questions are raised, and so they should be, as to why a country is called to celebrate as a nation a day that carries so much trauma, grief, and suffering for our First Nations people. Increasing numbers of individuals and organizations have joined the push to change the date of Australia Day. So we can celebrate one of the best countries in the world on a day which all can participate, Indigenous and non-Indigenous, that they can truly celebrate without leaving anyone behind or disrespecting the past. Now while I respect that many people hold varying views and opinions on this issue, logically it doesn't seem to make sense to celebrate a day of trauma and grief, suffering and death. So how do we feel about today, Good Friday, a day of... Trauma, grief and suffering. Why do we call it Good Friday? What is so good about today? A day we're celebrating when a man was flogged, ordered to carry his own cross, and then he would be crucified, put to death. It's difficult to see what's good about that. Now for some here today, Good Friday is a good day because it's a public holiday. A day you don't have to go to work. Or if you do go to work, you might get double time or double time and a half. Or it might be good because you can eat as many buttered, smothered, hot cross buns as you like and not feel guilty about it in any way. Even though they have been at sale on Woolies since about Christmas. This morning, we're going to unpack why Good Friday, a day of great suffering, truly is good. Today, we're going to deepen our understanding of the nature's of Jesus now when people think of Jesus's death on the cross the physical pain and suffering can often be the focus if you've watched Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ you get a very graphic picture of Jesus's physical suffering however the accounts of the crucifixion within the Gospels actually don't focus on this at all historically we know that crucifixion as a form of punishment and death was long, brutal, and a bloody form of execution. But increasingly, the Gospel writers never describe this in great detail. It's simply mentioned in a rather matter-of-fact kind of way. You see, Jesus' suffering and death wasn't actually anything ordinary at all. This isn't just the story of a man who was going all the way to die for what he believed in. Or for one who was trying to stick it to the man and be rebellious and not follow the rules of the leaders of the day. Jesus's crucifixion wasn't simply an unfortunate event of of injustice. The death of Jesus wasn't the death of just an ordinary man, it's deeper. You see, Jesus wasn't just an ordinary man, Jesus is the God-man, fully God and fully man. Jesus is one person with two natures. Now saying Jesus is fully God and fully man can seem so simple to say it just almost rolls off the tongue but how does this actually make sense and why is it so important? Now there are some Christian concepts and truths which can be hard to get our head around. We may have heard them for many many years and accept them without really wrestling with understanding them deeply. But it's good and right for us to do this. Just because something is hard to understand doesn't mean it isn't true. Katie has a saying that says hard things are worth doing. This is a fundamental idea. The incarnation, that is, the idea that God, the Son, came down to earth is well worth understanding. The fact that Jesus is fully God and fully human one person with two natures is also vitally important to our understanding of the significance of Good Friday just as we understand that the triune God is three in one Father Son and Spirit three persons one God we need to understand that Jesus is one person God the Son but with the two natures of human and divine now Jesus wasn't two people he's one person he has two complete natures they're not half natures he's not sort of god and sort of a man or a half god half man he's not a mixture of god and man he has two natures that are united in the one person now many of you know me but for those of you who don't um my name's jeff and i'm married to my wife katie and i have four boys geb Roscoe Cormac and Boaz now I'm the one person but I have different roles like we were talking about with the kids earlier and they exist at the same time I'm fully a husband while also being fully a father I connect and relate to my boys in a different way to the way that I connect and relate to my wife now this is in some small way something that can help us to understand what we see here with Jesus however with Jesus it's not just about roles or character traits it's actually deeper as we dig deeper into this our first point this morning is that Jesus the Redeemer had to be fully man in order to suffer in our place and to sympathize in our weaknesses Jesus was fully man in order to suffer and sympathize If you turn with me back in your text to Hebrews 2, verse 9. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honour because he suffered death, so that the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Down to verse 14. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death. And verse 18 because he himself suffered when he was tempted he is able to help those who are being tempted friends Jesus shared in our humanity when he walked on earth he suffered he was tempted as a man Jesus God the Son became flesh the gospel of John demonstrates this so beautifully in the opening of the gospel In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God he was with God in the beginning and through him all things were made and without him nothing was made that has been made the Word became flesh and he's made his dwelling among us we have seen the glory the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace You see, his manhood is not only important, it's vital. Romans 5 teaches us that through one man, Adam, sin came into the world. And through one man, Jesus, we can be saved from the consequences of sin. Jesus did not only share in our nature, but he also had to identify with us in the human experience. When we talk about human nature, we're often talking about all of the different aspects that make a human a human. Jesus lived as a man, he had to navigate through those struggles and challenges, through those temptations. Jesus went through the teenage years, he had earthly parents that he didn't always see eye to eye with, he was misunderstood by his friends and his family. Friends, Jesus had to be a man so he could identify with us, and so he could suffer in our place, and sympathise with our human weaknesses and yet he did this without sinning because it was essential that Christ himself did not sin in this identification with us otherwise how could he pay for that sin verse 14 since the children have flesh and blood he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death Now, when I think on this and ponder about Jesus walking on earth, fully human, being tempted and struggling through life challenges and yet not singing, I think, how is this possible for a man? Friends, this is why this fully man, fully God stuff is so important. Jesus was also fully God. He had the power to overcome that temptation. He had the depth of wisdom to navigate the challenges and struggles of life. We know that the wages of sin is death and that this price had to be paid and was paid for on the cross but the physical suffering on the cross was not the greatest suffering that Jesus underwent on the cross Jesus suffered physical significant physical pain but on the cross Jesus also suffered significant spiritual pain on the cross Jesus took the punishment for our sins corinthians 2 tells us in chapter 5 verse 21 god made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of god jesus became sin for us in that he became the sin offering for us god the father cannot look on sin we've just sung about this how great the pain of searing loss the father turned his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory we're given a glimpse into this spiritual suffering in matthew 27. from noon until three in the afternoon darkness came over all the land about three in the afternoon jesus cried out in a loud voice eli eli lama sabachthani," which means my god my god why have you forsaken me And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And at that moment, the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split, tombs broke open, bodies of many holy people who have died were raised to life. They came out of their tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. The gospel writers record for us that creation responded to this spiritual suffering darkness falls jesus speaks there's earthquakes rocks are split open dead people are raised to life the curtain rips in two just think about this for me with me for a moment if jesus had just been god he could create us but he could never really understand us if he'd just been a man He could understand and love us, but he would have no power to do anything about saving us. He could never be presented to the Father as a sinless sacrifice. You see, that's why God had to become flesh. That's why Jesus is the God-man. The consequences of sin is death and the eternal separation from God. We can so often and rightfully focus on the depth and breadth of God's love, However, we can sometimes ignore the depth and breadth of the wrath of God. We need to have a better understanding of the wrath of God as it will improve our understanding and appreciation for the love and the forgiveness that is offered. This brings us to our second main point, that Jesus the Redeemer had to be fully God so that he could satisfy God's wrath and secure for us true righteousness and life. Jesus had to be fully God to satisfy and secure. Now, if I get caught speeding, which, by the way, hasn't happened for a while, just FYI. Um, But if I do, and the consequence for this is a $10 fine, and if this is actually paid by someone else, I can tell you I'll be thankful, but not very much. I mean, it's only 10 bucks. And I'd also not be that concerned about my speeding. Like, if I do it again, it's only another $10 fine and someone else might pay for it. What's the big deal? However, if my fine is over $1,000, my perspective all of a sudden changes. It's the same in relation to our sin and God's wrath. You see, sin separates humanity from God and there is a penalty which has to be paid. A sacrifice a perfect sacrifice in the past God interacted with his people through a priest and implemented a sacrificial system and we we read of this in the Old Testament in Hebrews 10 we see clearly explained how the sacrificial system demonstrated the standard and the perfection demanded by God these sacrifices also needed to be repeated over and over and over but in Jesus. His sacrifice on the cross atoned for or paid for in full in one action for all time, the price. Hebrews 10 verse 11. Day after day, the priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins... He sat down at the right hand of the God, of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstools. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. That priest, that great high priest is Jesus. He became our great high priest, the high priest used to enter into the Holy of Holies once a year on the Day of Atonement to come into God's presence, to mediate on behalf of the people. When Jesus died on the cross to atone once and for all for the sins of the world, that separating curtain in the temple, it ripped completely in half. No longer was there that separation. We can come acceptable to God through the Son, our great high priest, Jesus Christ. And we can do this every day back with our passage today verse 17 for this reason he had to be made like them fully human in every way in order that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make an atonement for the sins of the people now you may be thinking this morning but how can Jesus be fully human in every way Get through his thirties and not have sinned. How can he be tempted? Sin is there in every human, Jeff. Even the most responsible and respectful reverent man I've ever met would have sinned. But as we have just emphasised, Jesus was not just fully man. He was also fully God. The divine nature in Jesus meant that he could navigate through life. There's no way that a mere human could do this. There's no way that a mere human could bear and fully satisfy the wrath of God. In order to bear the weight of the wrath, it's essential that the Saviour was divine. But also, in order to satisfy this wrath, he had to offer a sacrifice of such value that God would be pleased to accept it. By virtue of his divine nature, Jesus is able to earn for us eternal life and favour with God. Jesus, fully God, so that he could satisfy God's wrath and secure for us a righteous life. As humans, we were held by the power of death but because of Jesus' atoning sacrifice on the cross, if we believe in him, death no longer has a hold on us. We are freed from that slavery. We are freed from the fear of death. We are secure. This offer is for you. Now, you might be here today because it's Easter and it's the right thing to do to go to church on Easter, Jesus is offering you a gift. It's a gift of forgiveness, acceptance and freedom from the fear of death. Now you may still be sitting there fully trying to get your head around this fully God and fully man stuff. And that's okay. If you're wrestling with this, keep wrestling. It's worth understanding. Talk to someone else about it. Talk to me. Read up more. Even better than that, ask God to help you understand. Pray to him and ask him to open your eyes and your heart. Friends, the reason why Good Friday, a, grave, a date of great suffering, is actually so good is because it was through this suffering that we are made acceptable to God the Father. Forgiven and secure forever this morning you may have come here thinking that jesus is just a really good man he was a great teacher and he sacrificed himself for a really good cause and it's good for us to remember that but if jesus was just a man he would have fallen short of the perfect standard that god the father demands and if jesus was just a man then he would have had not had the power to save You may have come here thinking this morning that Jesus is the Son of God and that he came down from heaven and dressed up as a man for a bit and then went back to heaven. But if this was true, then Jesus can never really understand us. Jesus can never really sympathise with us in the human experience. You see, his suffering and death on the cross would have just been some kind of role play. It's vital that we understand that Jesus is fully god and fully man he is the only one who can redeem us to god the father some truths are hard to understand but hard things are worth doing seek understanding this good friday seek a greater understanding of who jesus is and what he has done for you because the redeemer who is fully human and fully divine came to sacrifice himself so that he can sympathise with us and satisfy the wrath of God and secure an eternal life for us if we believe. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much that we can come here this morning and be reminded of the truth jesus the son fully god and fully man lord help us by your spirit to continue to understand more deeply this important truth about who you are why you came and why it's so important that you have the nature of mankind and god Father, we pray that you will be with us during this Easter time, and we look forward to celebrating your resurrection on Sunday. In your precious and holy name, Amen.